From TubeCityOnline.com, this is Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a weekly series of interviews with people making news around the McKeesport area. Produced by Tube City Community Media Incorporated, a nonprofit corporation. I'm Jason Toger, the executive director. On this show, we talk one-on-one with elected officials, community leaders, and others who are trying to make a difference in the Monyoc area. And we also take your questions and comments on Facebook and Twitter at Tube City Online. If I told you there's a business that's been around for 70 years and uh, is, is continuing to succeed and thrive, and it's in downtown McKeesport, I think your answer would be, well, they must be doing something right. Our guest uh, this uh, weekend is Mark Despotakis from Progressive Music in McKeesport, which is celebrating this year its 70th anniversary. Uh, good morning, Mark. Good morning, Jason. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So uh, tell us, first of all, um, Progressive Music, obviously it's a music store. Tell people what the store does. So we're not we're not National Record Mart that you might no, remember. Okay. Or, okay. You know, you know, we're not that type of music store. Um, so we're the actual, I kind of call it the nuts and bolts music store. Literally, we have the instruments there that you can play uh, music and we've been around as you said for 70 years and our focus is mainly on school music programs on on, on putting that first clarinet in a, in a kid's hands yeah. in third and fourth grade whatever it might be um so that's the kind of music we have selling sheet music uh you know and the actual instruments uh that, that people are going to play i, I, I want to get it more into uh, your role too in music education because uh, progressive music is a big supporter booster i guess is the word of music education in western pennsylvania um and it seems to me of course i've only ever really lived in the pittsburgh area but it seems to me that pittsburgh has really a very strong high school band tradition. There's a lot of really good bands around here, and I'm not sure about the rest of the country if that's the same case. But again, I only have Pittsburgh as a reference. You have traveled a little bit with music education, so you may have a better handle on that. But tell us, first of all, what is the history of the business? So I will be very honest, a lot of it is kind of sketchy because when you're going back 70 years, you you don't have all the records. But what we do know is that it was started back in 1947 um, by by, by Ed Garbutt, who was the band director at McKeesport High School okay. at the time. So from what I understand, at that time, in downtown McKeesport, there were actually four or five music stores similar to what progressive music was at the time. And at the time, it was very lesson-based, and oh, we sold some stuff on the side. So, But you came to the store, and I, I think even as I, when I was a kid, I remember you could sign up for lessons and go right. to progressive music and learn to play whatever. Right. Yeah. And so there was a lot of, of, of that type of learn to play the clarinet here. Uh, very interestingly of note, we also had baton twirling lessons okay. in the very beginning. Um, if someone, if folks in the Mon Valley may know very well, Helen Tazi. Yes. Uh, was actually one one of the very first employees at Progressive Music 70 years ago and taught those baton twirling lessons because she was a baton twirler at McKeesport High School. And there are pictures of her all over the place. Absolutely. In effect, I think she went uh, and did some national parades. Yes, when she had the, the McKeesport drill team. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we, we, we want to claim some fame to her and, and, and having her start. Let me go back for, let me go back though, and, and, and I know you're not old enough to be 70 years old, and I'm not mm-hmm. either, but ni- that's, we're talking 1947. Mm-hmm. And uh, it seems to me in that era, music, people playing instruments was maybe a little bit more common than sure. it is now. Am I right about that? Uh, yeah. And and I think there's a couple reasons for that. There's no question um, that that was the case. And there's 
the music programs were larger, yeah. most likely because the school districts were larger. Sure. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not sure, but, you know, one time Elizabeth Ford was part of the McKeesport School District. Mm-hmm. Just, so that's a huge landmass. Um, so these programs were just so big. But I think people like in, in for fun. Yes. People had and pianos at absolutely. home, electric organ. They might play the accordion. I mean, we had a lot of people absolutely. in this area from Eastern Europe, from Italy, from Greece, and they brought traditions over that they played some of the instruments we see at International Village sure. in the summertime, the balalaika or the ukulele or guitar or whatever. So, um, Or clar- clarinet. Lots of kids uh, grew up learning to play the clarinet playing a horn, but I, I think maybe that was a little more common in the home then. Sure. And, and, and I, I imagine there's a couple reasons for that because we didn't all have iPhones in our hands at that point. Sure. Um, and also... Uh, kid, there weren't as many activities at a school for kids mm-hmm. to participate in. So music has always been there and always been a part of it. So absolutely, it was, it, it was a huge part of the culture then. And um, it, it was it was part of the culture for band directors to send kids for private lessons. Um, it was That was the norm then. I think it's a little bit out of the norm now in a sense because there's not as many that do that, but it mm-hmm. was part of the norm. So... Uh, I, I was told by so many people that that on a Saturday morning you would walk into Progressive Music, and it would just be packed. Everybody <laughs> there waiting for their lessons, and the, all the lesson rooms would be filled um, because there would be so many people from all around the area coming in for private lessons. So that was kind of the real heart of it initially, and then it kind of you know we we had this little retail part on the side, yeah, uh, and and that. That grew more, but I, from my understanding, is it was lesson based first. Mark Despotakis is uh, with Progressive Music. What is your title, Mark? Uh, I have a lot of titles, but we'll go sure. with my, my title is really Director of Market Development. Okay, um, which I, I kind of look at as I want every person possible across the lifespan to play music. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm kind of doing my best to help develop that market and get more people playing. Uh, the company is celebrating its 70th anniversary this year. What is your website? Our website is Progressive Music Company, and you spell out company.com. Dot com. And what is the phone number? 412-672-9623. 9623. We'll yeah. give that number out a couple more times uh, during the show. Mark Despotakis is uh, Director of uh, Market Development uh, with Progressive Music in McKeesport, celebrating its 70th anniversary. So the, I guess what I'm thinking of in in terms of the 1940s is um, it, 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 it like you said, people did not have an iPhone in their pocket. There was no such thing as GarageBand to make electronic right. music. Um, there was no uh, little uh, portable keyboards. So if you wanted to make your music, you had to make it with... Acoustic-based instruments. Acoustic-based yeah. instruments for the most part. Yeah. Right? There were like, Some people had electric guitars, but for acoustic-based instruments for the most part. How did the business then change as... as, as I'm assuming, for instance, uh, we have a big band show on, on our internet station on Sunday mornings, and one of the things he talks about is, you know, the Beatles and rock and roll really changed everything in terms of big band music, and I'm assuming the same thing happened with musical instruments. Yeah, to, I mean, to an extent, as, as far as the industry as a whole, uh, you know, the Beatles were a game changer. Everybody wanted an electric guitar right. or an electric bass. Right. Yeah. Um, and I, and I I do think that our business kind of did go through a little bit of that change and, mm-hmm. and kind of because we, at one point we did have a second store in Monroeville mm-hmm. um, and that was very much more based on on that type of music the 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 guitars and, and the drums and those things um, but our primary focus all throughout has been school music programs okay and so evolving from that initial lesson based system um, they said okay well there's a need to get instruments into kids hands in an affordable way um, and so we we were kind of credited within the area of founding this idea of this trial 
trial plan. Yeah. Um, so for for one low fee, and I don't know what it would have been in the, in the 40s and 50s, but for one low fee, you you would get say four or five months to try out an instrument, and and that's kind of then the teacher's chance to hook the kid. Yeah. You know, um, because the parent would be willing to say, okay, I'm willing to pay this much money for five months. And now once that teacher has that five months to hook the kid, it's going to be really hard for that parent on the sixth month to say, oh, we're going to return it. I'm not going to pay the monthly fee. Um, and, and that wisdom to, to have something like that really came from Ed Garbutt, you know, who was, was one of those original owners as a music educator because he realized, okay, this is what we've got to do to keep kids in the program. So, I mean, there have been music educators uh, as owners all throughout um, our history. And so they, they've, that, that's maybe been a little bit a part of the innovation of, of realizing that we're here to serve music education. So, so to your question about how has it changed? Um, yeah, there was that fad of, 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 of the guitars and the drums mm-hmm. and and you know you saw a little bit of that even to school music programs along the way sure but it's the the basics of we call it the big five the flute clarinet alto sax trumpet trombone you know that is that's kind of the heart of a school band program and of course the orchestra programs with the violins and the violas and the cellos have grown as well um yes yes but yeah. but the the heart has has been those those band programs in western pennsylvania i mean to your earlier point of you know all these high school bands that we see out there i mean that is still the heart uh, of so many programs. Mark Despotakis is Director of Market Development for Progressive Music in McKeesport. They are this year celebrating their 70th anniversary, and uh, we're going to be asking him a little bit about what it takes to keep a small business, uh, an, an independent small business, uh, successful and progressive for uh, 70 years. But we do have to take a quick break. We'll be back in 30 seconds. City Online has reached a critical point in our history where we need to raise money from the public to continue providing information both online and on the radio. If you can help by making a donation, we would very much appreciate it. Go to our website, TubeCityOnline.com, and click the Donate button. And thanks for supporting independent media in the Monioc area. And we're back. Our guest this morning is Mark Despotakis, uh, Director of Market Development for Progressive Music in McKeesport. They are celebrating their 70th anniversary this year. We're trying to find out exactly what it is that keeps an independent small business uh, in the music education business, of all things, successful for this long. ProgressiveMusicCompany.com. And give us the phone number again, Mark. Uh, It's 412-672-9623. 9623. We'll give that out a couple of times during the program. When we took the break, I was talking about how music kind of changed when the store was founded in the 1940s. People played music at home, and then there was this this big shift in the 1960s that A, rock and roll um, and electric guitar music became the, the in thing, and B, portable music became a thing. So people did not have to learn to play an instrument necessary, necessarily to take their music with them. Sure. But you're, you, you were saying before the break that that didn't affect your business too much. No, I mean, from the perspective of uh, school music has kind of stayed the same uh, generally. Uh, you know, I, I, we, like I said, we call it the big five instruments, the, the flute, the clarinet, the alto sax, the trumpet, and the trombone. I mean, that those instruments have been around for hundreds of, of years. Uh, so that's not a surprise that, that that has kind of stayed constant, and that's still a big part of school music programs. Well, I, I suppose there's probably no kid of any generation or of any age that doesn't like to make a loud noise and have a, right. hor- have a horn or a sax or a drum or something to, to, to make a loud noise. Um, and I was just thinking that my wife and I were at the uh, Three Rivers Classic hockey game a couple of weekends ago, and they had the Quinnipiac College or University Band mm-hmm. and the Robert Morris University Bands at opposite ends 
of the ice um, trying to outduel right. each other. And that's just so much fun to have that live music. I Absolutely. remember the Pittsburgh Musicians Union always says, demand live music. And mm-hmm. um, that's, that's so much fun. And I have to imagine that's one of the big appeals for kids. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, it is, it's kind of the coolest thing in the world um, when we get to go out and help teachers try out kids on that, on that tryout day. Uh, and there is this insane look of in- excitement on their faces when they're there and they're touching an instrument, and, and even more so when they make the first sound. Yeah. Um, it sounds, especially if it sounds like music. If it absolutely. sounds like a note. If they get a note out, I mean, it's, it's, some of them have this look of shock on their face. <laughs> I made uh, that. I, I did that, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, it really is amazing, and it's so much fun um, to that we're, we're so involved with so many programs around the area that we see kids, and we remember when they first started for some reason, and we see them progress all the way through. And here they are. They're the drum major of the high school band or something like that. And it, it's that's kind of a selfish thing for us. It's just really cool uh, for us to see. And so, I mean, yeah, for kids to be involved in this, that first note all the way up to, you know, they might be a part of the All-State Band, which yeah. is amazing. So, uh, Mark Despotakis is with Progressive Music in McKeesport. They do um, mostly school band instruments, although mm-hmm. I s- assume if somebody comes in and they need a read or they Absolutely. need a... Absolutely, we yeah, have all of that. They have all of that. 412-672-9623 or com, um, And you don't have to pay shipping or uh, wait for Amazon to uh, deliver right. it to your door. <laughs> That's right. Um, do kids, the kids try the, the instrument out? How many stick with it? I mean, one in five, three in five. Yeah, I, you know that that's a hard number um, to calculate because it's it's different in every district mm-hmm. in a sense, and a lot of it is. Um it's based on the teacher and, sure. how, and how well that, that teacher can keep kids. It's a, a lot of it is based on um, just how the program is structured in a the school. There are instances where um, you know students start out on an instrument, and by the time they get to middle school, they now have to choose between certain paths, and yeah. they might not be able to choose music. Um, it's something we talked about, you know, before. Why in the '40s was it so? Were, were there more probably people playing instruments because there wasn't as many after-school activities? Sure. Now there is everything under the sun, and these right. kids really have to to make some hard choices. Um, so uh, while I don't know the number, I mean, I would say it's, it's upwards of fifty percent. Of course, are yeah. saying um, I mean probably even seventy or eighty um, in some in some places uh, are, are sticking with it for sure. What's the resistance? Uh, what kind of resistance do, do you? Because I know you do some music education and you work alongside the teacher. So wh- when they have the tryout day, um, and what generally what grade does that start? Uh, it, if, depending on the what district, the school district yeah. third, fourth, or fifth grade. Okay, so third, fourth, and fifth grade kids are not as susceptible, I don't think, to peer pressure as like high school kids are. But I think they still are. So what sure. are sort of the sort of resistance of? Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. That's not cool well uh, yeah i don't know that there's that much resistance you know we've been lucky that squidward plays the clarinet from spongebob oh, squarepants he sure does. so that has been a huge yeah. uh, that, that that that's very helpful uh to the yeah. music education community um but i don't know that there's so much uh, a resistance initially um some parents might interject some resistance because are you really going to stick with this are you really yeah. going to, to continue with it um and the the real challenge is is the day after the tryout, in a sense, yeah. because, okay, now you have this and, okay, we've made a sound, but there's, you know, people have been practicing instruments their entire lives and are still trying to perfect what they're doing. Um, 
it's I don't want to say it's hard and I don't want to say it's easy, mm-hmm. um, but you, you need it's a lot of work. You really have to be persistent at it, and that is that's a tough lesson for kids. And so I think that is sometimes uh, where 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 we might lose kids along the way. It, it is a commitment in terms of time to, sure. to to not just master it, but to be comfortable with it and to be comfortable enough to go out and perform absolutely in front of the public. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went down, unfortunately, not this past Christmas, but the Christmas pre- previous when the McKeesport High school uh symphony band was performing uh holiday music sure. at the allegheny county courthouse and just i'm very impressed that you know these young men and women are out there and they're pouring their hearts into this yep. thing to people they don't know Absolutely. to rich fitzgerald and county council and whoever else is wandering through the courthouse um that, that that's that's a real commitment absolutely yeah and they're, they're, i mean they're to them, it's joy, and I think they're sharing their joy, you know, with others who are then listening to their work. Uh, Mark Despotakis is with uh, Progressive Music in McKeesport. They are celebrating their 70th anniversary this year, 412-672-9623 or progressivemusiccompany.com. Um, what is the financial commitment? Because one of the things you talked about early on, the, the early business model was that uh, parents and kids could try an instrument for a while. What is the, the financial commitment now? And I, does it differ depending on yeah, the instrument? Yeah, it differs depending on the instrument. Yeah. So, um, so they bas- don't have to buy it like right up right. front. Exactly. And so basically the way our, our plan works is the point is to make it affordable. So let's use a clarinet for an example. If you wanted to go buy a new student model clarinet, a reputable brand, you're looking at probably eleven or $1,200. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be kind of crazy to ask a parent to say, hey, buy this for your third grader. You have no idea if they're going to stick with it. Yeah. Uh, so we say, all right, we'll let you use one of ours for 20 bucks a month. Okay. And what we'll do is we will, we'll, we'll let that money accumulate for you. So over the years, so it might take four or five years, you'll have $1,200 into an account and we'll give you a brand new one. Give us ours back. Yeah. Um, and the other benefit is, let's say that you start with the clarinet and four to five months into it, uh, the kid says, you yeah, this isn't for me. I want to switch to a trumpet. Yeah. We'll switch it. Yeah. No problem. You still pay the $20 and your money will continue to accumulate. If you so let's say after a year, you know what? This just isn't the thing for my kid. And you want to return it. Then you return it. And, and you've not shelled out $1,200. Let me throw a real curveball in, in, right. in at you. And we're going to take a break in a couple of minutes, but let me throw a curveball in at you. And I don't want to get political, but there's been a lot of talk about bringing American manufacturing back. And this is just mostly out of my own idle curiosity. I know a lot of guitars now come in from China, and I know a lot of guitarists who, you know, this kind of guitar is better than that kind of guitar, and so forth and so on. Where are the band instruments coming um, in from? Well, Mostly everything is made overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our the biggest manufacturer we work with is Yamaha. Yeah. So Yamaha uh, of Japan, is and we have some of their the equipment in right here in our studio. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so um, you know, there some of that is made in China. Some of that is made in Indonesia. I mean, there, are, mm-hmm. but very little. Um, of the actual band instruments are are, are made in America. Um, Con Selmer still does do some of their brands in America, but the vast majority um, is overseas. And, and and one interesting point about Yamaha, you know, progressive music, Yamaha, okay, it's a world-known brand for every type of product, it seems. Um, Lots of symphony musicians right. and symphony concert pianists are playing Yamaha pianos. And uh, even motorcycles. Yeah, that's true, too. Come uh, to think of it, yeah. So... Uh, Progressive Music was actually one of the very earliest Yamaha dealers in the United States. And from what I was told, it was quite a challenge 
uh, because we were selling this foreign foreign sure. instruments here, and, and you know, it's shortly after the wars, and you know, uh, selling Japanese products basically. Um, and now it's probably the best known brand, yeah. in, in in the world, in the world, really, yeah. And Ed Garbett actually um, went on to work at Yamaha. I, and I don't mean I didn't mean to put you on the spot. And and one thing again to to harken back to the beginning of progressive music, I think a lot of instruments were coming in from Europe. Sure. In the 40s, anyways, I don't think there was a big band instrument right. manufacturing conglomerate well, yeah, in the United States. Yeah. It, well, I mean, there were there was actually a spattering of, of little companies. Yeah. CJ Con, mm-hmm. um, which th- there was a whole bunch of these companies that are now part of what is called Con Selmer. So there were some band instrument. Yeah, but looking back at some of those brands, it was coming in from overseas anyway. Yeah, absolutely, 50, right. 50, 50, 60, was, 70 years. But ago. it wasn't Japan, which <laughs> was China. The, exactly. Okay. Right. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to put you on the no, spot, no. but I just it was mostly my idle curiosity. Sure. Um, I want to talk about what progressive music does in terms of music education, and I also want to talk about your range. We've been talking very much about McKeesport, which is where your your office and your showroom is, but you have a much broader range of business. So I want to talk about that when we come back after sure. the break. Okay, Mark Despotakis is a uh, director of market development at Progressive Music in McKeesport. Their telephone number is 412-672-9623. The website is progressivemusiccompany.com. You're listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, a production of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. You know, we're looking for help in getting this show on the air and for help with other projects. If you're interested in the McKeesport area and you'd like to host a program or write articles for the website, Call us at 412-614-9659 or email TubeCityTiger at gmail.com. And we're back for a final few minutes with Mark Despotakis from Progressive Music celebrating their 70th anniversary this year, 412-672-9623 or ProgressiveMusicCompany.com. We've been talking a lot about the fact that this is a you know a McKeesport-based business. You've been very heavily involved. Uh, as you said, one of the founders was the band director at McKeesport mm-hmm. High School. Um, but your business goes much further. How far now does Progressive Music travel? Yeah, we go, uh, you know, basically... Uh, uh, probably as far north as maybe Clarion or a little bit further in some districts. Uh, we go all the way out to, to Johnstown and then pretty much south uh, to the uh, West Virginia border. So, you know, we basically have this entire sliver of Western Pennsylvania covered. Uh, most of the school districts, some of the school districts. Um, it's it's a it's a wide variety. Yeah. I mean, there's a few businesses like us out there. Yeah. Um, so a school might deal with a couple vendors. Sure. So so yeah, uh, a, a good number of districts. You know, I don't know that I, I have a, a specific number, mm-hmm. but we have a team of, of, of sales representatives who go goes out and and visits music teachers and, and like I always say uh, in kind of our elevator speech so we're there to you know service the the rental program or sell whatever the teacher needs but in many ways um, our road reps are psychiatrists for music teachers um, because <laughs> so many of our road reps are either former music teachers have been involved in music education in some way and and the music teacher is so bogged down in everything that's happening in their classroom Naturally. and I think it's it's fair to say that most of them don't have time to go to the faculty room and have lunch with the math teacher or or the English teacher. Um, And we can uniquely understand their problems um, and say, hey, this happened in another school or this is what we've heard. And so... I can't tell you how many times I've I've walked in and a teacher has said, ah, 
I'm so glad I can tell somebody I understand that understands what's going on here. Um, and, and that makes us feel good. And, and we do our best to kind of share our knowledge and, and say, look, it's going to be okay. We, we've had you on the show before, though, to talk not about progressive music per se, but about music education, because you've been very involved mm-hmm. on the national level. Yes. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. So, yeah, I mean, that's one of my passions is, is, is politics and policy. And so it's kind of I'm able to uh, combine my love for music with with that as well. Um, so we've done a lot of work nationally in the last couple of years on getting um, some things into the new federal law, uh, the new reauthorization of the Elementary and Secondary Education Act, which replaces No Child Left Behind. It's called the Every Student Succeeds Act. Um, we've done a lot of work nationally on that. And for the first time in history, the word music is actually listed in the law. Um, we've, we've heard for so many years about these core academic subjects. Well, that verbiage is gone. We are now living under what's called um, well-rounded subjects. Um, and music is part of that. And there's so many things in the law that are really complementary to music programs. Um, so that was passed a year ago uh, in December of 2015. What's happening now is all of this work on the state level. Um, so I'm in Harrisburg frequently, um, and we're working on how will this law be implemented in Pennsylvania. Uh, and then from there, we know that once that plan is set, our next step is going to be talking to music educators of, now here's how you use the law. Yeah. Here's how you make it work in your school district. Mark Despitakis is uh, Director of Market Development uh, at Progressive Music Company in McKeesport, progressivemusiccompany.com or 412-672-9623. They mostly do uh, educational music band instruments. Why not just make it simple? Band and orchestra instruments, um, mostly with school districts, but like you said, if somebody wants to come in and... We have music there, we have reeds there, we have anything you need in the store. Okay. Um, We have just a a couple of minutes left. Let me play devil's advocate again. What's the value of music education versus, and and it shouldn't be an either-or, but, uh, you know... People are going to say, people are listening right now saying, well, I'm more concerned about science. I'm more concerned about math. I'm more concerned about, you know, that my kid knows how to read proficiently or write proficiently. What's, what's the value of learning music? Well, I mean, let's go back to that, the, the wording in that federal law, well-rounded. Uh-huh. Um, we don't want to produce robots. We do want to produce well-rounded citizens um, who can participate in society uh, and appreciate society and, and our culture. Um, so part of that is being exposed to this, you know, um, we're not asking teachers that to make every student that goes through their program uh, to want to go to Juilliard and perform at Carnegie Hall. I mean, because that first of all, that's not going to happen. Right. Um, but we want really to have an appreciation to be part of culture um, and to appreciate the world around you. So that's part of it. Um, and then there's all these other benefits. You know, it's team building skills. These are all things we need um, to work, you know, creativity, um, you know, be just being connected to other people, uh, working toward a common goal. Self-esteem is huge. You know, you mentioned that earlier. These kids can get up and perform. Isn't that yeah. amazing? Well, that, that's a huge thing. And we can't quantify any of this on a bubble test. Um, but, like I said, when I see a kid going from that shy kid in fourth grade and now they're the high school drum major, that's so awesome. You know, yeah. you would have never probably expected that had you known that this kid. But music is able to really bring that out of a lot of people. And, and, and for a lot of kids, it's, it's what gets them to school. Uh, and if that's the hook, well, then that's the hook. I mean, I'm, I'm not doubting the value of a science class or a math class or a reading class. Um, but if, if the hook to get them to come to school is that music class once a day, well, or then, band practice, yeah. exactly. Then and if it's phys ed, I mean, whatever, yeah. I mean, that's if it's, why if these, same thing as a sport or absolutely. art or whatever. Yeah. And so it's not music versus sports, which a lot of people, uh, try to do. I mean, we, 
we, we want all of those things. We want a child to have access to all of those things. Well, I know a lot of the kids up at Sarah, at least on the football team, are both in the band and in Absolutely. the football team. So it you doesn't know, have to be either or. I love seeing that when, when you know, and one band around here that has been famous for that is Woodland Hills. Yeah. I, I would love to see their halftime show and you see these these guys come out in their football uniforms and the girls come out in their cheerleader uniforms and play with the band and, and be part. I think that's awesome. That's fantastic. Uh, Mark Despotakis is with uh, Progressive Music in McKeesport 412-672-9623 or ProgressiveMusicCompany.com. We have just about a minute and a half left. Uh, Tell me what gets you moving in in, in the morning. yeah, I mean, it it goes back to that story when I see these kids out there making music and I see the joy on their faces um, of of a performance. And, and, you know, I follow marching bands very closely around here. I'm involved with Tournament of Bands, which is one of these circuits that mm. where these bands compete in. Um, and I just love, you know, the bands that I get to see in the summer when they're at band camp and it's 100 degrees outside and, and, and they're trying to, to make this work and get the show going on the field. And then when I see them perform at championships and, 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 and to remember remember what's happened in that span and to see how proud these kids are and how excited they are to be out there performing the show. Um, that's what gets, gets me excited seeing them excited. Uh, what instrument do you play, Mark? So I'm clarinet player. Oh, you yeah. and Squidward. Yeah, me and Squidward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was before him though. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, but so actually, I still play in a community band. I play the bass clarinet in a community band just to kind of yeah. keep my chops up and, and just keep going. Yeah, having me. Mark Despotakis is director of market development at Progressive Music Company in McKeesport. They deal with band instruments and heavily deal with music education, uh, not just in Western Pennsylvania but throughout the country. ProgressiveMusicCompany.com four one two six seven two nine six two three and thank you all for listening today to Radio 81 WEDO, 1550 and 88.1 WZUM, the Pittsburgh Jazz Channel, Internet Radio, WMCK.FM, and TubeCityOnline.com. So long for now. You've been listening to Two Rivers 30 Minutes, copyright Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Opinions expressed on this program are not those of Tube City Community Media Incorporated. Listener support makes this program possible. If you'd like to make a tax-deductible contribution, please visit our website at TubeCityOnline.com and click on the donate link. You can also get a free subscription to this program and other podcasts at our website using Apple's iTunes or Stitcher.com. If you've got a question or comment, we hope you'll write to us. Our address is Tube City Community. Community Media Incorporated, P.O. Box 94, McKeesport, PA, 15134. You can email us at TubeCityTiger at gmail.com or call us at area code 412-614-9659. And you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TubeCityOnline.